You're listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. So, Jeff, obviously your sermon yesterday was rejoicing in Christ alone at Christmas. Uh, and just wanted to uh, say I'm, I'm happy that you're back. Uh, you've been gone for a little bit, kind of in flight. Where you been? Where have I been? I've been, uh, well, November uh, has proven to be um, full of craziness. Uh, I got to go out to my buddy uh, Scott's uh, workplace, Logos Bible Software Headquarters, Faith Life Headquarters out in Bellingham, Washington. I spent a few days out there just kind of getting away and getting unplugged and, um, you know, driving fun cars and and getting to tour the the headquarters there and seeing uh, Logos 8 just got released. And so, um, getting to learn more about that and, and, uh, man, it's such a, Faith Life is such a cool company. And so I'm really lucky to have a, a good friend who, who is, uh, kind of a, kind of a head honcho there and, uh, makes me feel a lot more important than I am. Um, but yeah, so got, got to go out to, uh, got to go out to Bellingham, Washington and, and just spend a few days in God's glorious Pacific Northwest. Did it rain a lot there? It rained a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it didn't rain nearly as much as as I was expecting, but um, the the weather was actually nicer than you guys had it here. I was you know on the phone with my wife, and it was like 40s here, and and kind of kind of not great. And uh, Pacific Northwest climate, uh, it was like 58, and and pretty much just like mild the entire time. Jealous, I know it was awesome, and the coffee is great, and the food is great, and and uh, yeah, just super super fortunate to to get to go out there and spend some time. So. Really glad to be back, though. Missed you guys. Yeah, it's awesome. So, since we started this podcast, um, we've gotten a lot of positive and constructive feedback. In your words, what is the the point of the podcast and even the media that we're doing at Glass City Church? Since you're back, you've had some time to marinate and to think about things. Mm. Marination. Um, so, yeah, um, kind of something that we've been hearing uh, just over the years uh, when people come and discover Glass City. Uh, is you know, man, I, w- I really wish we would have kind of known what you guys were doing sooner. You know, kind of kind of gotten to um, which, which we would have been more uh, aware of, or you know, gotten to, to experience some of the content or the culture of your church. Um, and so, this is the the point of this is is really nothing more than taking what what happens within the within the community of Glass City, within the the four walls of the church, but also the you know just kind of the the the, the family. Uh, that we have going on, and um, and just taking it outside of that, you know, just yeah. just just uh, taking what God's showing us and teaching us, and and how He's stretching us, and and um, how He's encouraging us, and just kind of kind of taking it beyond the the natural boundaries um, of of our church, and and uh, you know, this isn't this isn't something where we're trying to just go crazy and be some sort of you know. Uh, multimedia conglomerate like uh, you know John Ralphio and uh, Tom Haverford on on Parks and Rec with their Entertainment 720. Um, very 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 much Snake not juice. not that at all. Yeah, right. Um, but it's it's just you know we we're excited about what God's doing and we just want to we just want to tell other people about that and uh, yeah. you know um, praise God for um, the the technology that that's so so accessible now that just i mean literally anyone can do this and so we just want to we just want to make use of of uh of of everything that we can just to just to encourage and to challenge and to uh just you know tell people about tell people about jesus and what he's what he's up to so yeah and and in that can you take a few moments to summarize yesterday's sermon in just maybe 10 seconds 
Yeah, you know, well, I can't little, do it in 10 seconds. Maybe that I'm might a, be a little too short. I'm, so I'm, I'm want to hurry I'm up. I'm a preacher, yeah. Yeah, talk uh, fast. I, I know my limitations. You're on the clock. Okay. So, um, yeah, so uh, following up from, from uh, the previous week uh, with Revelation 4, looking at what it means to worship Christ alone at Christmas, um, we went to Exodus 20 and looked at uh, just the way that, that God um, lovingly um, shows us the error of, of idolatry. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we talked about how he's a jealous God and, and what that means. And, um, you know, we looked at just, just how, how rejoicing in something other than Christ is, is just, it's bankrupt, it's empty. Um, not that anything, you know, other things aren't, aren't bad necessarily, but they just really make bad gods. And mm-hmm. so, uh, especially at, at, at this time of year, um, it's very obvious, um, more so than any other time of year, uh, the other things that we try to rejoice in. And, you know, there's a reason they call it the, the post-holiday letdown. It's because mm-hmm. nothing nothing can carry the weight of our... The Christmas blues. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's yeah, that's 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 all I got there. Yeah, that, I mean, that was you good. threw was, me off with the Christmas blues. It man. was like 15 seconds, well, but you're okay. We'll okay. forgive you. There's grace. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Uh, so as we were, as I was processing the sermon, uh, there was a quote by Jeremy Taylor. It says, "God threatens terrible things if we will not be happy." And this is a thing that was in John, it was a quote that was in John Piper's book, "Desiring God," and then he quoted Jeremy Taylor in it. Mm. Um, uh, I kind of out of Deuteronomy twenty eight forty seven through forty eight, um, and ultimately satisfaction in Him is to be our greatest delight, uh, but that's not always the case. You and I both know that. In those circumstances, uh, when we don't rejoice in Him alone, how does God work in us to draw our affections back to Him to pull us back? Mm. Yeah, and I think I think it, that that in itself is a is a you know is a is a blessing. It's a it's an act of grace where God allows us to fall uh, fall short. You know, He allows us to eat to, some dirt. Yeah, to to experience disappointment, to, to experience despair. Um, anytime that that you know we we try to find what can only be found in Him and other things. Um, you know, it's it's like uh, you know I've got two daughters. One of them's creeping up on. Uh, teenager status here in the next uh, the next month, um, and, and there's a lot of times where you know, man, I'm I'm just protective. I just want to keep them from from ever feeling any pain. Um, I want to keep them from ever making any mistakes. Um, you know, if I see something that I think could probably go wrong, uh, my knee jerk reaction as as their father is to save them from it uh, so that they don't have to experience that pain. And I think mm-hmm. uh, one of the ways that that God uh, is so gracious to us is He actually allows us. To, to, to skin our knee, so to speak, to, um, you know, find out through experiential knowledge uh, how, how empty things are. And, um, you know, there's, there's an old DC talk song. Uh, this will age me a little bit, um, where I think it's Toby Max says that some people got to learn the hard way. Um, and, and, and I know that that's, uh, that's true for me. Um, I'm, a, I'm a pretty stubborn guy. Uh, I, think I think I know uh, a lot more than I actually know. And uh, some of the greatest uh, times of rejoicing in God have been after I've tried to rejoice in something else, and it's just completely fallen flat. And and I've I've had to, you know, just be reminded in a very uh, stark way um, where where true joy is found. Um, and so, and and I'm and I'm thankful for those things. I don't I don't. Um, I don't. I don't regret them because because they've they've convinced me uh, in a way that my flesh needs to be convinced mm-hmm. uh, of something that that my spirit already knows. But my spirit is willing. My flesh is weak. So yeah. 
That is very true. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like uh, the Lord smacks us around a little bit and then gives us an ice pack at the end hmm. of it. That's what sometimes how I feel. Um, and so you said God is a jealous God in your sermon yesterday, and you touched on how God's jealousy is a good and right thing and very different to human jealousy. Hmm. Could you ex- expand your thinking on that? How should we think about God's jealousy? Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's really counter to what we normally uh, think about when we think of jealousy. Normally we think of jealousy, we think of somebody who is, you know, codependent or somebody who is insecure or, uh, or, or something along those lines. And, uh, God's jealousy is actually, uh, very different. And I, and I'm, um, I'm thinking back through, uh, kind of the two ways, um, that, that God's jealousy is so, so different from ours. And, and like I said, um, in the sermon, you know, um, human jealousy deals with, uh, wanting or coveting something that does not belong to us and, and, and feeling like we're entitled to something uh, that, that actually we're not entitled to, whereas we do belong to him. Uh, he created us and sustains us and, and watches over us. And, and God's jealousy is is fiercely protective. The Hebrew word for, for jealous there is, is kana, and it, and it literally means fiercely protective and requiring loyalty. And so um, he's fiercely protective to the point that he sent his only son uh, to suffer more excruciatingly than any of us ever will mm-hmm. in order to ransom us. And so that the first one is that it, we, we, we do belong to him. And so uh, our jealousy is, is always around something that doesn't belong to us. And the second one is that God's jealousy isn't based in lacking anything, whereas when we are jealous for something, it's because we lack it. Uh, God's jealousy isn't based in lack, but it's based in love uh, because he doesn't lack anything. He's fully complete. Um, and, uh, and so what's amazing is uh, his jealousy is actually good for us, uh, whereas the way we think about jealousy uh, in an earthly way or in a human way is, is that it's actually limiting, or that it's that it's uh, it's intrusive, that it's uh, it's uh, imposing, and and God's jealousy is is because He loves us so much that He doesn't want us to uh, try to find joy in anything other than Him. Hmm. Yeah, and and when the the Lord shows us graciously our idols. Um, like I mentioned earlier, it can be pretty painful and it can cause shame and despair. Um, how should we view our idolatry rightly if we are in Christ? So I'm ripping off probably 10 different preachers or writers <laughs> or whatever when I answer this. And I just want to say that at the outset because um, I'm not nearly as smart as those guys are. But um, really, the best way that I've that I've understood it, uh, the way I've heard it described, um, is that idolatry is taking a good thing and making it a god thing, and so um, a lot of times there will be kind of a legalistic sense to where it's like I don't want to look at anything other than the Bible. I don't want to watch anything other than the Passion of the Christ and Left Behind. I don't want to listen to anything except for DC Talk and whatever because it's not it's it's not going to uh, cause me to make it an idol because let's be honest up until about 10 years ago Christian music was was pretty rough um you know by and large. And so um but I think that that's that's uh I think that's legalistic uh just because um you know, it's 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 not that other things. It's it's wrong to to enjoy something else. Mm-hmm. You know, in addition to, um, it's not wrong to look forward to something else in addition to Christ, in addition to encountering Him. Um, and so, the problem is not with good things. Mm-hmm. You know, family is family can be an idol. Family is a great thing. 
you know, but it's just a horrible God, you know, uh, marriage and, 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 and career success, all those things are good things. And they, and they can be, um, just really, really helpful in, you know, living out our lives as Christians and, and, and showing God's glory through those things. But, but where we run into trouble is when we take those good things and, and, and try to make them into God things. And, and, uh, and that's, and that's a, that's a horrible thing because, uh, like we've said here a couple of times now, um, it's just never going to satisfy. It's never going to last. Um, nothing other than Christ can can satisfy and 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 make us secure. And and uh, you know, that's that's really that's really the the bottom line. Is is idolatry is just an exercise in missing the point. And it's it's going around the cul-de-sac. You never really get anywhere because you keep falling down. Yeah. Um. And I think too, it's it's important to you know look at idolatry as as it's anything. It's focusing on anything other than Christ. So even self focus, you know, when we when we make it about our performance, you know, we talked about kind of the four root idols that I stole from Keller and and a bunch of other guys. Um, you know, the idol of comfort, the idol of um, you know uh, just wanting to be um, appreciated, affirmed, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, the idol of power and the idol of control, um, and all of those can have something where it looks like. You know, we're we're focusing on ourselves um, to to improve. But even in that, you know, if if we're constantly looking at our own sin and and wallowing in our own despair, that itself is pride. Um, you know, Peter walking on the water starts looking down, looking away from Christ. He sinks. He looks at Christ. That's that's when he's able to to continue um, walking through the storm. And so, I mean, it's a really it's a really complicated thing, and it can feel overwhelming to try to quantify all the different ways that mm-hmm. I, that idolatry, yeah. you know, is 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 harmful and 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 damaging. Um, and I think kind of the the uh, you know the the common denominator in in any sort of uh, battling any sort of idolatry is 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 to focus on Christ um, and to find our worth and our security and our and our joy and everything else in Him. Um, and that that starts to turn the volume down on on all those other things that that are that are competing for our affections and our attention and and our our devotion um, instead of trying to go through and systematically you know pull you know every every little thing out um, mm-hmm. it's just look look into the one who who does satisfy uh, and the things that don't satisfy um, grow strangely dim as the I was as actually the just says. thinking about that <laughs> yeah it's a great song man. And since idolatry seems to be a constant issue, I mean, what do we do about it? Well, just like just like anything um, that we want to address, that we want to um, you know try try to work uh, work at getting better at. Um, I mean, the first thing we do, uh, and again, uh, Tim Keller's Counterfeit Gods is a great book uh, to read on this topic. Um, it, it's it's to it's to look at where those you know those, those actual uh, places. Uh, or people, or or things, um, identifying your idols, naming your idols, you know, knowing what you're actually fighting against mm-hmm. is is really important, so that you know how to fight against uh, uh, those 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 idols, those things that that um, you know make promises that they can never keep. And so, asking questions like, you know, what what do I daydream about? You know, what what are what am I most excited about today? You know, what if it was taken away from me would cause just a deep despair. Um, those types of questions, and there's a bunch more. Um, like I said, in, in Keller's book, he actually gives us a bunch. Um, but but really identifying them, and and then looking at you know why, 
why why do I find more joy in that? Why do I why am I more excited about that than I am in, in what Christ has done or, or you know what 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 Christ is doing in my heart? Um, you know, and it, and it and it's it's going to be different for everyone, but but um, you know, like like I like I mentioned earlier, you know, you look at those kind of four root idols that are that are pretty uh, pretty universal um, in in the, in the things the symptoms that that kind of play out. You know, the power, the control the uh the comfort and the the idol of acceptance or, or adoration you know needing needing to feel accepted and adored um and and any of those other things that we put our trust in falls into one of those four categories so identifying it and then and then asking why am i finding more more joy in that because really when you boil it down um and you look at it logically um because a lot of times idolatry is emotional um and emotions aren't bad but they're they're definitely not uh you know they're not they're not what we're what we're called to uh, act on uh, to follow our heart, so to speak, uh, which is just the worst advice I've ever heard in my life. Um, so I, identifying the idol, asking why is this more attractive to me? Why is this more promising to me? Why is this more uh, joy? Um, you know, why does it feel like it's going to give me more joy than Christ? Um, and then and then applying biblical truth to that, and that's going to be different for everyone. And it should be done in the context of community. It should be done, you know, if you have a pastor or a or a friend who's who's you know helping you walk, uh, you know, walk walk with Christ, because um, because we have a lot of blind spots, and it's really helpful to have others around us uh, to be able to point out those blind spots and to help us kind of see things objectively. Um, you know, there's there's a there's wisdom um, in, in 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 going through this with, uh, with with brothers and sisters in Christ. It's just uh, it's what God designs for. So that's why He gave us that's why He gave us each other. That is true. Well, thanks Jeff for uh, being here. We're really glad you're back, man. I'm glad to be back. And uh, yeah, thanks thanks to Justin and also to Mike on the ones and twos for for uh, just making it happen. You've been listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. For more content or more information about Glass City Church, visit our website at www.glasscitychurch.org.